It's the Big Baseball Podcast with Kyle and Drew Charters. Michigan is in the College World Series for the first time in more than 30 years, and it took a dramatic three-game series victory at UCLA to get it done. And this from a Wolverine team that not all that long ago we didn't know would even make the NCAA tournament. Kyle Charters here, Drew Charters as well for the Big Baseball Podcast. We're going to talk some Wolverines on the show as they head to Omaha to first play Texas Tech in the College World Series. We'll get some insights, too, from senior team captain Jimmy Kerr. All right, Drew, and what a series it was. Michigan defeating UCLA two games to one out in L.A. You can't get much better baseball than what we saw out on the West Coast. The Wolverines, get this. Now, look, we talked about it a lot on the podcast. I think probably Michigan was just a hair on the good side of the bubble, maybe one of the last four in headed into that Big Ten tournament. So maybe they get in anyway. But look, the Wolverines are down to their last strike, trailing against the Illini. If they lose that game, maybe that end shrinks to nothing, and they they get left out of the NCAA tournament. Instead, though, Jordan Wogu delivers, gets himself a base hit. Michigan wins that game, and here we are, Wolverines in the College World Series. You look at the entire story for Michigan this year, and it's a good one. You know, they, they, they're on the bubble. They don't have a great uh, non-conference schedule, strength of schedule at least, leading up to the Big Ten season. Uh, so we don't really know how good they are leading into the Big Ten season. The pitching staff is pitching really well, but but against not much talent. Mm-hmm. Uh and then the pitching staff starts to struggle throughout the middle of the year, but they hang yeah. on. They hang on enough to get into the Big Ten tournament. They hang on enough to win a couple games in there. Yeah. They're fighting adversity through the Big Ten tournament. Injuries. They got injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they so they so they sneak into the NCAA tournament in part due to beating a UCLA team earlier in the season right. who was ranked number 5 at that time mm-hmm. so they beat them 7 to 5 early in the season for with a trip out to California their really only marquee win of this season you know people faulted them on their on their schedule they they started in in Binghamton Citadel CSUN that was their first 9 games of the season yeah. then they go out west and take on a bunch of California teams and finally start to play some some teams, USC, UCLA, Oklahoma State. Yeah. But then before Big Ten season, they're back to Manhattan, San Jose State. Yeah. You know, so not much of a schedule. Strings of schedule was 173 leading yeah. into the NCAA I mean, tournament. The UCLA game early on was big. Uh, it was a huge victory. And maybe it was the adversity for Michigan that led them to this point. Maybe they yeah. had to face that and stare it down, and better their resolve. Because it did feel like a team that when, you know, when it got rough a little bit, that they, they found a way to falter. And I don't think it was any, any one thing, but maybe that, maybe the, you know, not having Jordan Brewer for a bit. Maybe, you know, you know not having um, uh, K.O. Thomas for, for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Down the stretch, maybe all that stuff added up a little bit, and and just improved that team's resolve, and they found another gear, and that has allowed the Wolverines to get to this spot because they were up against it. I mean, they really were, and that's a talented team. It's a talented team that you you just had to feel like, man, if if they get left out, this is a very different story about Michigan, right? Yeah. That, that we're telling right now than the one we are talking about. Uh, you know, it would have been. 
it would have been a disappointment, and I they, think. And they got left out last year yeah. for similar reasons. They had mm-hmm. such an up-and-down season last year, won 20 straight games in the middle of the season, but yeah. it wasn't enough to get into the NCAA tournament. So you could even go back and say, could that have helped them, that kind of adversity last year, having an okay season, thinking that they you know deserved a little better last year. Right. You know, coming into this season and and looking at the schedule, you look at that schedule, and they know it. You know, you look at that schedule ahead and be like, man, we don't. You know, we gotta we gotta beat we gotta beat UCLA early in the season, or we're really in trouble. Yeah. And they go out and do that. Yeah, rewrote the script a little bit. So good for Michigan. I mean, it. You know, the script looks very different if they don't win a couple of those right. games. Right. It really does. Uh, the script in LA was. Was great. I mean, it was great baseball, great drama, late inning drama, and it started right from the jump. I mean, you know, uh, Carl Kaufman was just outstanding for eight plus innings in game one. And then, you know, Michigan has to hang on in the ninth inning, and they do it in a little bit of a surprise fashion. Yeah. Jeff Criswell, who has been the third starter, sort of the forgotten starter here. For Michigan behind Hendry and Kaufman, but has pitched extremely well, comes in in the ninth inning of game one when Michigan finds themselves in a little of trouble. Kaufman's trying to close out the game. He goes eight and a third. Runners on first and third base with just one out, and they go to Chriswell. He gets them to he gets UCLA to pop up and then strike out to end the game. Earns his first save. Uh, of the season uh, for the starter, and then comes back and starts in game two. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Michigan hands Ryan Garcia yeah. his first loss of the season in game one. I, I feel like that game really – I mean, you win game one. I think the stat is something like 80% of the time in the Super Regional. You right. win game one, you go on to win the Regional. So that was huge, clearly. It was a great game in game two. UCLA wins in extras – by a final of five four, sort of a sloppy game. Yeah, yeah. by Michigan, uh, five you know, errors. It's yeah. late too, which hurt. You know, the game mm-hmm. went to extra innings. Uh, they had three errors in the eleventh inning. No damage though. I, I, I think UCLA had the bases loaded, um, and didn't score in that eleventh yeah. inning. Based off those three errors, they had another error in the twelfth inning, and that's the one that hurt. It ended up right. leading to uh, the winning run for UCLA, who got the victory in the 12 innings uh, to force the Game 3. All right, so it's set up Game 3. Look, Tommy Henry has had one of the more interesting seasons that we have seen. He was great early in the year. Right. I mean, a guy Unhittable. Yeah. A guy who you thought, look, he's going to win Big Ten Pitcher of the Year. No doubt. Right. No doubt. And then, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what happened. It seemed like physically he wasn't quite right. You know, during the middle of the season – labored a little bit, wasn't the same guy, didn't win, you know, pitcher of the year. But he has, you know, when when it has come down to it here, it's a guy who's grinding it out. And he did in that game on Sunday. He I did. mean, he found it again and got the Bruins, and Michigan gets a 4-2 win. And again, sick on Friday is Tommy mm-hmm. Henry. He gets better. They yep. hold him off till Sunday. He gets this Sunday start, goes seven strong innings, doesn't walk anybody, uh, and really gives Michigan an opportunity in a, in a close game again. Four to two, Michigan gets the victory. UCLA had uh, the tying run on second base uh, when the game ended. Uh, so another close game, and Michigan was able to squeak it out. You know, UCLA only lost to one left-handed starting pitcher all season. 
His name is Tommy Henry, <laughs> and they lost to him twice. Wow. Yeah, he was good. I mean, he was good against UCLA a couple of times. And, you know, in a big spot like that, you like to go to a veteran, even if he's had a, a little bit of a roller coaster. And he was on the upswing in that one, no doubt about it. I mean, it was just a great series. Uh, good for Michigan. Michigan moves on to play Texas Tech in its first game. That'll be an interesting matchup considering what happened between those two teams earlier in the season. No doubt about that. But, but, you know, Michigan's playing well. As, you know, everybody is that makes it to this point, as we know. But this is a Wolverine team that has been up against the wall since when? Since the Wednesday before Memorial Day. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes teams that are up against it and that have faced a little bit of adversity and have had some injury issues and all of that get hot at the right moment, especially teams that are talented. Yes. And Michigan has talent. Uh, you know, that happens, and all of a sudden you catch something and you get rolling a little bit. You come together. You get out there on the road. Good things can happen. I think that Michigan is a scary team if Chriswell – Henry and Kaufman are all pitching like they did at the beginning of the season. Yeah. You've got those three shutting down opposing offenses in combination with Michigan's offense. They can beat anybody in the country on any day. Yeah, And and like you said, it, all eight teams in the College World Series are, are tough outs right now, and Michigan's certainly included in one of those. You can't look at their regular season and, and, and sleep on them. They're, they're a team that belongs in there, and it's going to be fun to watch. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back here in just a moment. This is the Big Baseball Podcast, a production of 1017 The Hammer. Happy to welcome in Jimmy Kerr, senior team captain with the Wolverines and a guy who uh, knows a little bit about Michigan and Michigan baseball. He knows a little bit about successful Wolverine baseball as well. Hey, Jimmy, appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Man, you've got to be super excited. I mean, A, just to be getting to Omaha, but B, considering your family's history, your dad, Derek, playing in the, the 84 World Series for Michigan, your grandfather being a Wolverine baseball player as well. I mean, what has this meant to you and your family? I mean, it's like a dream. Uh, we've all been talking, like, Asking each other if we've woken up yet. It's, it's still a dream, man, that we're actually going to Omaha. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, was this – I mean, was it always in the cards for you a little bit? Obviously, you have to be a good baseball player uh, to, to be able to play at Michigan or anywhere in the Big Ten. But considering your family history, I mean, you're a Michigan family. Was it sort of once you discovered that you could play a little bit, uh, destiny a little bit to be a Wolverine and now – you know, to be able to play at this level in Omaha sort of has to cap all of that off. Yeah, it, I mean, it's been a long journey since high school. Um, I got I got to give a lot of thanks to Coach Backage and the coaching staff for giving me the opportunity to come to Michigan. Um, and it's been it's been a journey here at Michigan. I mean, I didn't really play all four years, and uh, capping off my career, my Michigan career with uh, the eighth trip to Omaha is. Uh, I can't can't think of a better way to end my Michigan career. Yeah, no doubt about that. So you 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 guys have to be playing with a little bit of confidence right now, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's Omaha. Anything can happen. We just took down UCLA. Uh, 
one game at a time. So we're we're kind of excited to play Texas Tech again. Yeah, to start it off. Yeah. You know, Drew and I were talking earlier about your team, and, you know, you go into that Big Ten tournament in Omaha, and, you know, a lot of people – now Now I'm of the opinion that, that if you lose that game, you're probably still in, but it's pretty darn close. Yeah. But you I'm get down to – yeah, you get down to two strikes there. You guys trail. Your teammate Jordan Wogu comes up with a huge hit. What has happened for you guys – since that moment that has allowed you, I think, as a, as a group to play loose, to play solid baseball, and to be able to make the run that you guys have made since that moment to get to the CWS? Yeah, it's just shows sure that we're never out of it. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, we, we might not be playing. Uh, we could have been down to our last strike, uh, and we could be all off to summer ball, uh, not not with each other anymore. And that just showed us that you know we appreciate we appreciate every moment with each other. Uh, that made it mean so much more to us to still be together as a group. And uh, like that last game against UCLA on a Sunday, I mean, we could have been playing a midweek against you know Eastern Michigan, and we we felt the same way as we did playing UCLA in a super regional winner take all final. Uh, we've just been so loose. It's been so different. Uh, since that that game, it just had nothing to lose. Yeah. What, what in what way is different? I mean, just that you sort of felt like your back was up against the wall, and and heck, why not go out and, and play hard and have fun? Exactly. I mean, it's just it's just like it's just a free feeling where it's you know no one expects you to keep going, no one expects us to to keep winning like we have been. Um, it's just it's just so much more fun. Yeah. Uh, when you can appreciate every little moment and you're not, you're not worried about losing. You're not scared to lose. It's just a free loose feeling of, of, uh, of baseball. Yeah. It's been different. Yeah, no doubt. Especially in a game like baseball. I think that matters so much when you're just not pressing and going up there and, and playing loose and, and can have fun and, you know, know that things might bounce your way at times. And that has been the case certainly over the last uh, few weeks of the season. So how much did uh, how much did the victory against UCLA help you guys from early on in the season and sort of feeling like you know uh, it's a, a good opponent? Obviously, you respect those guys, but you also know that you can go over there and get some wins. Right. I mean, it shows we can beat anyone. Um, Baseball is a weird game where anyone can win on any day. It's not it's not as uh, guaranteed as some other sports that the better team is always going to win. It's just the team that plays the best that's going to win. So we knew we could hang with them. We knew we could hang with anyone in the country. Um, because we we do believe that we are the best team in the country. Um, we've just been we've been taking it one game at a time, uh, and that's kind of just how we've gotten through the regional, super regional. Just be the better team on that day. Yeah, you've also had to overcome some adversity as a team too. And uh, you know, Drew and I were talking too that sometimes that binds a team a little bit. I mean, not only is your back up against the wall there in the Big Ten tournament, but you've had some injuries. Since then, of course, Jordan Brewer being out for a couple few games. Uh, you've had some others who have been nicked up, but you've gotten some key contributions from maybe some surprising guys as well. When when you go through that a little bit of a team, what does that do to you guys? I mean, it just shows how much of a quality like team Coach Backus has been able to build, how, how much depth we've had, uh, and just – everybody's been pulling the rope in the same direction. When you can have another guy uh, like Chris Bullock or 
or something like that just step up and fill a role. Uh, Riley Bertram in the regional just stepping in after Blomgren got hurt and going four for four the next day. It just shows uh, how everyone's pulling the same pulling the rope in the same direction and fighting for the same thing. Uh, it's been it's been really cool to see some of the performances guys have had uh, to step up when needed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely so. I mean, I think that's a key to a team making a run like you guys have run. Sometimes it takes, uh, you know, a surprising guy uh, like a Bertram stepping up in a in a big spot as he did, and and others for you guys. Just um, exactly. Yeah. So last year, you guys were in a little bit of a similar situation. I mean, you have that twenty game winning streak. You're sort of an NCAA bubble team, and then you get left out. What did that feel like? And how much of a motivation was that during the off season, and then into this season, and then into the Big Ten tournament, knowing that you had to play better down the stretch? Yeah, we're a program that uh, should be in a regional every year. That's our that's our goal. We should uh, compete at the highest level and still be playing into June. So last year when we fell a little short, uh, it was definitely a little gut check, uh, especially for myself. I didn't have a very good year last year, so it was either you know you can sit back and let whatever happens happen to you or you can get to work and a lot of guys had uh, very productive summers a lot of guys had put in put in a lot of work this fall because we knew we weren't going to let that happen again yeah okay so you played texas tech earlier in the season what do you remember remember about that trip um <laughs> they're a pretty good team <laughs> yeah uh, we didn't we definitely didn't have our best weekend but uh you know, like you said, we're we're excited to play them again. We know we can hang with anyone, um, but yeah, they have they got some good fans. I'm sure they'll travel well uh, to Omaha, so it's a, it's gonna be a good challenge. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, uh, you, you guys got to f- have to feel like a different team than the first time around. I would imagine. Definitely, I definitely feel like a more a more quality, competitive uh, baseball team than we were back when we played them in Lubbock. Yeah. So what do you expect the atmosphere to be like in Omaha? I mean, I'm sure you've seen it on TV. Maybe you've traveled there before uh, and watched some a little bit. But what do you expect to be a player and, and to be in that atmosphere? It's got to be just awesome. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see uh, that place fill up. I can't wait to, to just play on that stage and it not be the Big Ten tournament. It's, it's exciting, man. I'm so, I'm so excited to get there. Yeah. All right, so I saw the video of you, uh, you know, getting drafted there, getting the news of that on the bus. That was pretty cool. Uh, by the Tigers, no less, who I, I would imagine are you're a, a fan of, perhaps. Um, right. And it, it, as you said in the in the start, this has not always been easy for you. I mean, I think you had to work to put yourself in a position both in high school and then, you know, getting to Michigan and becoming the kind of player that you have become now as a senior. So what is that moment like when you get drafted uh, by the the hometown Tigers. I mean, totally unbelievable. I mean, if you asked me a year ago if I'd be in this position, I would have told you you're crazy. I mean, it's it's a dream come true to be able to put on a Tigers jersey and you know see where that takes me and continue that on. But uh, you know, still still focused, not having any problem focusing on uh, these last. <laughs> these last few weeks with, with my Michigan teammates. I mean, being able to wear the Michigan jersey for the past four years has been uh, the best thing I've ever been able to do. So I'll, I'll worry about the Tigers thing when, when that happens. But right now I'm just can't wait to get to Omaha and keep playing with the boys. Yeah. How many ticket requests you got by family members here over the last few days? 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I got to I got to see if how many I can find uh, from other guys on the team to, to help a few more people out. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the uh, that's part of the distraction, I think, uh, as you head in into the week. But uh, one that you certainly don't mind, I'm sure, because uh, it's part of the whole atmosphere and part of the whole the whole trip as well. Hey, Jimmy, uh, I, I appreciate greatly your time. It's been fun to watch you guys here over the last couple of weeks, and best of luck in, in Omaha this coming week. Yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. That's uh, Jimmy Kerr, senior team captain with Michigan, his squad getting set to travel to the College World Series. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more on the Big Baseball Podcast here in a moment. It's a production of 1017 The Hammer. So Drew, Michigan and Texas Tech in the first game of the College World Series, and these two teams... Have a history, and it's a recent history, and it's not good for Michigan. It is not good for Michigan. They went to Lubbock and were swept by the Texas Tech Red Raiders. They gave up 11 runs in the first game, 12 runs in the second game, and lost 8-5 to in the third game. The first couple games were a little rough for Michigan there. Five errors in the first game and two in the second game. That led to all the runs by Texas Tech. And they'll face them again in a little bigger matchup and hopefully hope for a a different outcome. Yeah. So it was not all pitching there. I mean, five errors and then two errors, you said, in those first two games. That's rough, clearly. Uh, You know, Michigan will have to play a cleaner baseball game. In game two of that series against UCLA, it was the errors in that game. Uh, The Bruins scored four of their five, I think, unearned in that contest to win in extra innings. So, you know, if Michigan does that, as any team in the College World Series, if you have defensive lapses, you just cannot, against that kind of competition, give up runs. So, Texas Tech, uh, game one. Look, Michigan has an opportunity here. I think you said it good earlier, that they've got as good an opportunity. They've got the talent. They can pitch it. Uh, You know, if the defense is there, then, you know, they uh, they, they have that ability also. Uh, you know, they've got some tools there. They need to stay healthy, I think, which have been a little bit nicked up here late in the year with some guys missing a little bit of time. Nothing major, but a couple of guys have been out for a game here or there. But Texas Tech, uh, you know, in, in the first game, and, you know, we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, this is a Texas Tech team, uh, you know, specifically just talking about the first game here. I think they got to slow down the offense. They've got three All-Americans. Uh, Josh Young was drafted eighth overall, mm-hmm. um, had 14 home runs. Cameron Warren bat, bats 350 with 17 home runs, and it looks like they're a team that you can score on. So Michigan's offense can score on the Texas Tech pitching staff, and as long as I assume Kaufman will get that start, yeah. Kaufman is able to go eight plus innings like he has in the past <laughs> three starts, yeah. and, and sort of shut down the offense. They're certainly going to give themselves a chance. Michigan's bracket in the College World Series consists of not only Texas Tech, but Arkansas and Florida State as well. Uh, So sort of how this works is there's two four-team brackets, uh, double elimination tourneys, and then the winner of those two uh, small brackets will play in a best of three. So Michigan will get Texas Tech and then... Uh, you know, winner, depending on their outcome, loser, yeah. the winner or loser of Arkansas and Florida State. Yeah, certainly in a four-game tournament, double elimination, winning the first game is pretty critical. I mean, it's hard to come back from that. Um, so, you know, winning against the Red Raiders 
in the first game, uh, you know, might be critical to Michigan's chances to getting in that final. And then you never know. They already knocked off UCLA. Right. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, not they're not going to face much better than the Bruins, you would think. Uh, now maybe there's some matchups that, that hurt them at times, but, I mean, they've got to be full of confidence right now, I would suspect, and, and ready to go uh, for Omaha and the, the College World Series. And uh, I hate this cliche, but Michigan playing with house money, no, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so go out there and do it. See what you got. All right, man. Uh, we said it last week. We thought uh, we thought it was a possibility. You know, if Michigan didn't go out there and get UCLA, that it would be the last show of the season. I guess we'll say it again. It's a possibility because if Michigan wins the whole thing, we'll do this again next yeah. week. Yeah, uh, we'll so be here. Why? Why not? Right. Uh, so uh, again, thanks to everybody for for listening. Thanks to everybody for coming on the show. Um, uh, we've appreciated it all season long. Obviously, it's been great. Uh, we've had fun doing this. Uh, we'll continue to do some. You know, through the off season when when there is some. You know, Big Ten baseball news that we feel like uh, is worthy of being discussed. We will uh, break in and, and do that, whether it be coaching situations or, or hires or, or what have you. So uh, that's great. So, all right, um, that'll do it for our show. Uh, thanks to Drew. I'm Kyle. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is the Big Baseball Podcast, a production of 1017 The Hammer. You're out!